0: So I have had an epiphany, and that epiphany is I realized when I was a kid, I had adults tell me all the time, my parents, um, older friend, adults, teachers, things like that. They used to tell me, Cody, you talk too much, or stop talking, you're being annoying, or they would just ignore me or, wow, you got a lot to say. You always have something to say. And I realize now that ever since I was born, I think I was meant to have a podcast. And it got me thinking, it's kind of a joke, but it got me thinking that our society with kids is kind of screwed up. We take, we take kids and we, try and we try and put them in this box one the school system is terrible but we try and we try and get them to conform and basically become assembly line workers and i think that's terrible and you have these kids with all this energy and all this you know all this drive to do stuff outside and they don't want to pay attention and all we do is just force 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 and push them in the school push them in the class push them in the desk and we suppress them when we could take that energy And we could put that to good use and probably set that kid up for something great in their future. So instead of people telling me that I always talk too much, they could have conversed back with me. They could have tried to teach me things and, you know, maybe they tried to push me to be like a radio talk show host. They said, you know what? You'd be good at that. And instead of doing that, they just tried to suppress my annoying, seven-year-old talking, which I'm sure was brutal, and they didn't try and push me towards anything. And you know what? I found it on my own. And what's even crazier is I spent my whole childhood having people tell me to stop talking and that I talk too much. And then I start talking for fun and putting it out there to the whole world. And now I have people in every continent except. Antarctica, but I have people all over the globe now listening to me talk, asking me to talk more, asking for more content, asking for more episodes, and really helping support the show. So thank you guys for making that little kid's dream come true. Thank you for listening to me ramble. I love the love and support. Guys, we have a win. We have a win in this country. There's big news that just happened. There was a mall shooting in Indiana. And a good Samaritan, a hero, a good person that I'm constantly talking about on this show. Exactly what I'm trying to drive home. Exactly the points I'm always trying to make. A good person, Elijah Dickin, concealed carrying a handgun took out a mall shooter. Dressed in shorts and a t-shirt, Elijah Dickin was shopping with his girlfriend when a gunman opened fire on a food court at Greenwood, Indiana Mall, Sunday evening. He killed three people and wound two others. While the shooter, 20-year-old blank, fired 24 rounds, Dickin did not hesitate to use the Glock handgun he was legally carrying to neutralize the threat within two minutes. For how long have I been preaching that this is exactly what we need to protect our society, our innocence, our children, our elderly? And it happened. Now, this isn't. A, this is not a anomaly story. Is it rare? Absolutely, because shootings are rare, but there are stories just like this that happen all over the country many times a year that you never hear about the mainstream news never wants to tell these stories because their sole purpose, their, their sole goal is to get rid of the guns. That's their initiative is to take those things away. And you know, whatever political side that you subscribe to, or if you're like me and you feel homeless, on the left, you know, it's very clear that they want to get rid of the guns. On the right, they say they want to keep guns, but then they, you know, give money to the NRA. They 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 do everything that looks like they're helping the gunfight, but all they're really doing is trying to also ban guns. Because if they can ban guns, it's good for them. They get more power just as well as if the left bans guns, they get more power nobody in these political ideologies and these political positions wants you to actually have a gun okay those powerful positions want to take the power away from the people because this absolute power that these politicians get just corrupts absolutely this got me thinking let's say tomorrow a bill passed you know, Congress says, uh, Supreme Court says, the president says, they all agree and they all pass a bill no more guns, no more handguns, no more rifles, no more hunting rifles, nothing, no more ammo, nothing. And they come after everybody, they go house by house, they kick down every door, they take every single gun out of the country. Do you think this is a thought experiment? Do you think? that the country would be better tomorrow? Or do you think it would be worse? And I'm asking both sides. What do you honestly believe? Do you think it would be better or do you think it would be worse? Do you think crime would go up? Do you think it would go down? Do you think the sense of security that the average American person held would be higher or lower if all of the guns were taken away? Do you think that the left and the media would just stop there? Do you think that would be enough for them? What do you think would fall into place after the guns? Because if you ask me, I don't think crime would go down. If you got rid of all the guns, you all the way through the country, you got rid of every single gun, I think crime goes up. What better, safer world for a criminal to come and rob your house knowing you ain't got a gun? I think crime goes up. I think people feel scared. That sense of security that all the gun owners had is definitely gone. And then the people that didn't own guns before, but had the, you know, there's always that maybe they own a gun that may deter a robber. You know, a certain somebody may May turn them away. Like, I don't know. I don't want to rob this guy in Texas because who knows? He probably has a gun. I don't want to get shot. Even if you didn't own one, there was always that little question there. But now all the guns are gone. He knows you don't have one. Maybe he or she or they or them or octopus or banana, whatever it is, decides to rob you. That may be the little trigger that pushes them over the edge thinking, I can do it. I'll be safe. So I think the confidence on, obviously, the gun owner side drops, and on the non-gun owner side drops. Do I think the media stops there? Do I think they're going to stop after they get the guns taken away? Like, oh, mission accomplished. (laughs) Absolutely not. Because next they're going to come after knives. And then once they take knives, they're going to come after hammers, because people murder people with hammers. Then they're going to want to take crowbars and baseball bats and cars. Well, they can't take cars away because people need that for transportation. You know, it's a freedom. Okay. We need to take away alcohol because people are drunk driving and killing people that way. Well, that argument is like looking at a gun and saying, we don't need to take the gun. We need to fix the mental illness. They're not willing to make that leap. So if you think they're not going to want to take away cars because of drunk driving, you're out of your mind. They don't look through logic and reason. They look at their desired goal, their end goal and how to get there the fastest. If we really wanted to save people's lives, we would start educating people on nutrition. How many people kill themselves every single year by what they put in their body. Our country just funnels all this processed, chemical filled crap into their body every year, killing people left and right. And we don't do anything about it. The last big push that the government had towards nutrition that I can remember is when I was a kid, and some of you are probably older than this, and you'll remember. And some of you are probably too young to remember this. But when I was a kid growing up, we had the food pyramid. Okay, the food pyramid was all the different types of food and the, basically the ratio amount of how much you should eat of this particular food in any given day. So at the very tip top, the little teeny tiny you know, tr- triangle at the top of the least amount you should eat, was sweets, sugar, candy, dessert, whatever. They got that one right. Down below that, you had like cheese and meat. Okay, those were the next two lowest things that you should eat. Which we know now is ridiculous. Below that, the next two things you should eat a little bit more of, fruits and vegetables. Okay? And the very bottom, the biggest piece that wasn't split into, it took up the entire bottom of the pyramid, was carbs. Bread, grain, rice, potatoes. That's what they thought was a balanced diet. Just straight carbs, straight sugars, carbs, completely make you fat, diabetic, lazy. That's exactly what they thought the whole diet should be built on. Is that really the, the people you want telling you about how to run your life on anything? They thought bread was the most important meal of the day. They can't get anything right. If we look back over the past few years in this quote-unquote pandemic, this health crisis we've had, The real health crisis we've had is people gaining weight, people dying from being obese, people being locked in their houses, people losing their jobs, losing their friends, becoming depressed, eating more, getting fatter, dying sooner. Yet our government never once came out and said, you guys should exercise, you should get outside, you should eat healthy. None of that. Because they wanted the simple solution. If we make our, our friends over here you know, wink, wink under the table. We make them some money because they start pumping out shots one through 56. And we make everybody get them, you know, maybe I'll have a nice cushy job after this. Maybe I'll get a crazy book deal. Maybe I'll get that, that house in the Hamptons that I've always wanted. So going back to my original point, that was a long tangent, I'm sorry. But back to my original point, do you really think getting rid of guns would solve the division in this country? Do you think that would really save a bunch of lives? Because everything that I've been preaching over all of these episodes of podcasts, and for as long as I can remember since I've been an adult, a good guy with a gun is the best defense and the best solution to a bad guy with a gun. And we, our country has changed. We have gone down bad roads. We have terribly weak people, we have a, a terribly broken society, and we have a lot of things to build and correct, and that's what I want to try and address in this podcast, not this episode, but overall in this podcast, to try and help be a voice and a beacon of light to try and build our community back and build better men and better fathers and better friends and and brothers and sisters and mothers, and I want to help build that. But with all that being said, there are still good people in this country. There's a lot of you. There's a lot of you who listen to this show. You guys are amazing. And there's guys like you, women like you out there who will do the right thing, who will stand up for what's right, who will be the one who stands up in a quiet room when something's going bad to save somebody's life like this guy did in this mall. Who knows how many lives this guy saved by running himself into danger to neutralize a threat. This is exactly what I was preaching in the message to you, episode. This is exactly what this country needs. This is exactly what gun culture needs. And this is the best story that can come out that's pro-gun. A good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy. Faster than all these other mass shootings. It took trained police officers 77 minutes hanging out in a school hallway to get the job done. It took this guy hanging out at Dick's Sporting Goods with his girlfriend two minutes untrained He's not in special forces. He doesn't have a team. He doesn't have fancy tactics. He doesn't have fancy gear. Two minutes, he neutralized the threat. You, sir, are a hero. And I can say that I'm proud of you. And I can probably safely say that every person listening to this podcast right now, if you're a follower, you agree too. Put that message out there. Put that story out there. This isn't going to gain a bunch of traction on the news. It never does. Be the one to tell people about it. If you don't know how to tell people about it, you don't really want to share a certain news article, whatever. Feel free to share this episode. Send it to friends. Send it to coworkers. Send it to whoever you want. But we need to do everything we can to promote this guy's story. When I'm asking you guys to help me promote the show, it's not just for me. It's not for my ego. It's not for my... Whatever, you're helping spread a message that hopefully I think you agree with. By sharing the show, by liking it, supporting it, you guys are helping promote your beliefs and kind of help steering the boat ever so slightly to the way that you agree with. Because if you didn't agree, most people wouldn't be listening. And if you don't agree, thank you for listening. I hope you get something out of it. Guys, before we sign out today, I am working on some merchandise ideas. If there's something you guys want, if you guys want in particular hats or shirts or just stickers, whatever it is, go ahead and shoot me a little message. Tell me what you would be interested in. If you guys have any ideas, feel free to send them over to me and maybe your idea will actually become a product and you can help build the brand and you can be a part of the movement thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, I love and appreciate all the support. We got one. We got a hero out there. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.